0: Welcome to the Legislate podcast, a place to learn about the latest insights and trends in property, technology, business building, and contract drafting. Today, I'm excited to have James Coughlin on the show, founder and CEO of Reef. Reef is a platform designed to help companies move towards a hybrid working culture, working with venues across the world. The Reef app allows employees to access a third workplace, boosting productivity whilst reducing isolation and burnout. James, welcome to the show. Would you like to share a bit of background about yourself and Reef?
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Charles. So my background is heavily in the last 10 years marketing and sales. I worked in marketing agencies, which is where I came up with the idea for Reef. I was traveling around the UK, going to different client meetings to cities I didn't necessarily know my way around. So the only places I would go to work is in traveling in prime time, which you standard Starbucks or Costa coffee. Cause I know they had a plug socket and a Wi-Fi. The unfortunate thing about that is everyone else had the same idea because it was uh, packed. So I was like, surely there's gotta be an app out there that would filter down to my needs for that day to where to work from, but there was nothing there. So I did what I thought I should do and, uh, and build that app for people like me who came across this problem, which were quite a few. Um. We then started building it uh, and with that time, it was more targeting your freelancers and uh, remote workers. COVID then hit, so obviously working within hospitality venues as our venues to work from wasn't great, but it gave us really good insight on the effect working from home is having on employees' mental health and wellbeing. So we've really pivoted the business to target businesses as an employee wellbeing platform because we knew the office and the working from home was never going to go away but they had to be that third alternative for employees to use if they couldn't use those other two options. So yeah, we've got over a hundred venues now in the UK and for users on that platform already. We kind of soft launched in October and really launching in this month. But yeah, busy time, but that's where the idea came from and where we are at the moment.
0: Well done for navigating the pivots quite successfully. How does it work then if I'm a Reef user? Do I need to Pay you, do I pay the venue? How does that work if I want to book some space in a new city?
1: Businesses or even freelancers come to us. And it's based on a SaaS model, so it's based on per users per month or per year. So the maximum you would pay per user is £9 plus VAT per month. And on that, you get access to all the Reef venues, which you can use when and wherever they're open, discounts of food and drink in majority of them. As you can see, most of them being hospitality venues, they offer event space that you can get discounts off of. We work with hotels to offer discounts of hotel rooms, meeting room space, which I know is coming a lot more. Apparent, where kind of everyone's working from home, but the demand of meeting rim spaces has increased uh, tenfold. But then we're also working with three pillars, really, within brands, such as brands that help with remote working, brands that help with well being, and brands that help with uh, mental health. So we're working with the likes of Fitbit to help one from the well-being side to get people up and about and moving again rather than just being stuck at home. But then also from Jabra's side when remote working you actually have the technology to be able to have clear, concise conversations as well. We're working with other kind of tech companies that have worked with the likes of F1 for noise cancellation in the background. A company that creates bags specifically for remote working. So we do want to become a kind of a, a perk brand for every man and his dog. We really wanted to focus on those three pillars to, to help businesses and their employees move to that hybrid environment.
0: That's very interesting. And what's been your favorite moment so far?
1: Probably having people actually use the app and saying how they actually benefited it. Cause I obviously knew from my own experience that there was a need for it, but actually seeing people utilize it as it should be utilized is probably my, f- my favorite moment so far, especially being still in the startup stage of the business too.
0: Yeah. Cause you're already in a hundred venues and users are highly unpredictable. How does that scale when you're in so many venues with so many different perks as well?
1: Yeah. So we work quite closely with all the venues on board um, to make sure the user experience for our users is there we don't have a head office ourselves we use reef venues so we're always in the different venues making sure that user experience is where it needs to be or where we think it needs to be for our users as well another thing about moving to more of a hybrid working model with businesses is that they care they've got the opportunity then to recruit talent from anywhere technically in the world so having that spread across the UK for ones needed
0: as well as further afield right And what do you wish you'd known before starting? I've read
1: online uh, a lot, especially when a tech startup is the the whole investment journey. In my opinion, is still very unknown how long it actually takes. What what you need for each investor is, is different in most cases. I think the, the the one of them is expectation of time from start to finish on an investment journey, and actually how much of your own time it takes. If I knew that to begin with, I probably would have prepared a lot more in the earlier days than doing it as I go along.
0: Yeah. I think you should always be wary of early stage investors in the sense that they're never quite as early stages, at least from the perspective of a founder and a startup entrepreneur. Yes. And what's the, the plan, the vision for the next three, five years? We
1: want to be, especially in the UK, the go to app to help businesses move again into that hybrid work. It's come kind of with the dominant model and it looks like it's going to stay that way, especially for this year. So we want to keep that up. We want to get rid of the stereotype. If you're not in the office working, you should be at home. I- ideally, you should be able to work anywhere which has good Wi Fi and a plug socket and where your mental health and well being can really thrive. So and, that, and that's where we want to go we've got big goals uh, of, of venues we want to reach 1000 venues by the end of q1 this year and go from there next year we want to go more into europe and america and really grow that business in the, those kind of two regions as well big goals but again our whole kind of culture is i think big and, and and just go for it because again you'll hit somewhere that you'll be proud of anyway
0: that's the right philosophy and good luck as a Founder and CEO now being involved with the startup for some time. What are the key contracts that you interact with the most frequently? Probably the employee ones at the moment is
1: the main one. We're again going for a bit of a recruitment drive at the moment and making sure they're in all the, again, talking about the hybrid working piece, the the equipment policies and and contracts and starting obviously the investment contracts too. They're probably the main ones we use at the moment,
0: but I'm sure there'll be Many more we'll be using this year alone. For sure. And with those contracts, are there any objections or issues or areas of friction that you've had to overcome?
1: Yeah, luckily I've got a contact within HR who can help, who helps me with those pieces, especially within the employee side. There hasn't been anything standout. That's been difficult. I guess that the one is making it tailored for yourself. Uh, rather than just taking a template online and just thinking that is what's going to work, it's not, it's getting that extra bit of expertise to mold it into the way you work. And so it works for you more.
0: Yeah, I think that's one thing with templates, when you download them from the internet, you don't know the history. You don't know why certain clauses are present or not present. And at Legislate, that's one thing that we, we try to solve. We, we tailor a custom contract every time you create a contract so that we address all, all the requirements each time
1: and again even every employee is potentially different so yeah. taking that template just online a generic one i don't think is suitable especially nowadays
0: yeah definitely and and it and it just seems an unnecessary risk for your business yes and what about with your venues Do you have some form of agreement in place with them?
1: Yeah. We've got a terms and conditions piece on there at the moment, which they sign up to, which is predominantly based around the user experience they give our users.
0: Okay. That's interesting. And with your terms and conditions, did you use a solicitor or another service provider?
1: Yeah, we used a solicitor that I know to create a while terms editions. I started myself, but not only because of the time restrictions that I had to do everything else as well as that. Um, again, just to make sure everything was correct and legal, I kind of reached out to an expert to to create that.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's always important to to use a solicitor when you need to, because if you don't have a adequate legal solution in place, it can be extremely risky for your business. So I'm conscious, James, that we've taken a lot of your time so I'm going to ask you the closing question we ask all our guests, if you're being sent a contract to sign today, what would impress you?
1: So I think there's probably three main points around this. If I was being sent one, um, the first one, it needs to be clear and label out everything that needs to be on there. It's concise within that contract and also really easy to digest. Again, there's some contracts that you just, uh load of text and if it's more bullet pointed, more broken up as well, then I think it's a lot easier to someone would actually read it rather than just skim read it and then hope for the best sort of thing. So yeah, they're probably my three things what would impress me is making sure it's clear, concise and easy to digest.
0: That's a great answer and it sounds as if you've described Legislate. There's definitely a lot that we can still do to make the whole user experience nicer and one thing that we are about to release is a visual representation of each side's rights and obligations because they're concepts which are often buried in the contract. And if you breach them then you're in breach of the contract. And so we're surfacing them so that you can prevent contract breaches. Exciting times that's uh, for you at the moment. Yeah. We try to make contracts Interactive. Yeah. And
1: I think, I think that one of the good things is that the kind of e-sign piece is all there in one place and easy to, to utilize. So it's, it's one of the things on the list that I've wrote down after speaking to your team to, to look into more, just to get help my admin side, if anything move, moving forward
0: with contracts. Yeah. Well, um, I'm a founder and so I know what admin is like, especially in the early days. and That's one thing that we're trying to eradicate. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you very much, James, for being on the show. Best of luck conquering those venues. And I look forward to hopefully trying Reef when you're in Oxford.
1: Yeah, no, thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you, James. Bye-bye.
1: Bye bye. Bye.